What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Moe. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine I'm doing day? okay. Okay. I've been standing a lot today, uh, so my feetsies kind of hurt. I see. Well, at least you can sit. <laughs> at least I get to sit on my nice tall chair. Yes, yeah, so we can <laughs> sit and have wonderful conversation about the video games we know and love here on Team Chat Podcast, where you can listen to new episodes every week, 9 a.m. Central Time on Tuesdays when the new episodes come out. You can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. So head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen for a complete list of all the places the show is available. You can also find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server, where we have a lot of fun conversations about games when we're not on here recording the show. And for Finally, if you would like to help us make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for a small monthly donation, you can help us make the show bigger and better, as well as get some cool perks along the way, like early access to episodes, special Discord privileges, and other fun little tidbits of content we'd like to put out. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand, and we would still appreciate your support, though, with either comments, subscriptions, or whatever, reviews, telling your friends. Word of mouth marketing, it's Word great. So, you know, however, we love that you're all here, though, listening and engaging with us on the show. But before we get into our moment with Mogan and our main topic of the day, just Indeed. wanted to remind you all that as we announced in our last week's episode, we are going to go on hiatus for the rest of the month of October. We're just going to take that time to plan so, uh, plan out some things, especially, specifically, our Extra Life Day, which we are going to do on November 2nd. So another announcement for you. 8 a.m. November 2nd, that's a Saturday, to 8 a.m. November 3rd, which is a Sunday, we'll be doing our Extra Life stuff. So we'll be planning for that. We're also going to start recording a backlog of episodes that we can have whenever we do have to miss weeks due to life circumstances. We can still give you uh, the show uninterrupted. So that's kind of what we're taking all this month off just to, to plan and have a collective fresh breath. Well, also I will be in Japan. You'll also be in Japan, <laughs> which will make it very difficult right for Right smack in the middle. Of but the you'll part. be in the video game mecca. I will be. It is exactly 14 days away. Woo! I know. It's scary. That's exciting. That's I'm exciting. not prepared even a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just planning to show up and hope for the best. And just be like, well, this is Japan. Awesome. Like, I'm here. Cool. Let's now find I'm, out what's here. Let's I've, eat some good food and uh, Exactly. <laughs> really hope I can find my hostel. I probably can. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, just uh, wanted to remind you all of that, that we will be taking the rest of the month off, but we will be returning on November 2nd for our Extra Life Day. Now, we can move in to our moment with Mogan. Indeed. So, this is going to be much longer than usual, because basically, since we're not going to be here for all of October, I'm going to try my best to kind of blaze through all of the main releases for the month of October. And unfortunately, unlike August, there's actually a lot. I was about to say, so we're like, in that fall release window <laughs> kinda, now. Kind of strap in everybody. So first up, we've got Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC, that comes out October 1. Neocab for PC, October 3rd. Ghost Recon Breakpoint for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC, October 4th. On October oh, 8th. that was coming out so soon. Yeah, right? Cool. Anyways, um, Atlas comes out for... Oh, Oh, wow, An, a Microsoft exclusive. Oh. Atlas comes out for Xbox One and PC on October 8th. Also on the 8th, Concrete Genie for PlayStation VR and PlayStation 4. Don't know what that's about, but it sounds interesting. It has something to do with like... 
I don't know much about it, but I, I believe it has something to do with like your your character like gets his ability or something like that through like doing graffiti or in like tagging things. Oh, it it kind of looks cool. like fu- like a fun artsy game. Neat. I, do, I literally know nothing else than that. I like the sound <laughs> of that. Uh, Indivisible comes out on for excuse me. Indivisible comes out on October eighth as well for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. I do actually know a little bit about this game because I've been following it for it's got to be a couple of years now. Indivisible is one of the um, it was either on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. It's mm-hmm. basically one of those crowdfunded video games that has now reached completion. Nice. And it's finally coming out, and it looks like a really fun time. So I might I might actually pick this one up. Uh, Indivisible that that's coming out October eighth. Also on the eighth, John Wick Hex for PC and Mac. Yes. Also on the eighth, there's a lot coming out on the eighth. I'm excited about John John Wick Hex. Are you really? Yeah. You pre-ordered that? It looks a. I love the John Wick universe. It's great. It's awesome. Movies are all fantastic. They get better with each one. Well, that I don't doubt. I agree. Is uh, this one? This game is like a tactical turn-based combat system thing, and it and it just looks like it's it's kind of similar. I don't know if you've seen like the Laura Croft Go. No. Hitman Go, no. where it's basically like these like top down set like isometric set pieces and everything, and you're and you take your turn. You have a specific amount of actions you can fulfill either like through fighting, movement, whatever, and other abilities. And then your enemies will do their move, and then you get to like fully plan out your attacks and stuff. It looks very so in depth and like the strategy plus stuff. Rabbits, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of fairly XCOM <laughs> stuff like that kind of. So it looks it looks a lot of fun. That I'm sounds like it is definitely not for me. But congratulations. No, <laughs> Uh, also on October 8th, we have Trine or Treen. I have no idea how you say this. Trine. Trine 4, The Nightmare Prince. That sounds kind of extreme. Uh, and that's coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, also on the 8th, coming to a couple of new platforms. Um, oh no, this appears to be an expansion. Ukulele and The Impossible Layer. So I guess I actually they... think that's a new one. I think that's really? two. Really? You're yes. kidding me. No, that's the second one. Huh. I didn't realize that the game had gotten a good enough reception. And I believe it's it's even changing like how it looks. Like I don't think it's going to be the same oh my style. God. Not I mean art style I think yes. Like they're not changing like the character models and stuff like that, but I think it's more of like a more 2D this time oh, than 3D. Okay. I could be speaking completely out of turn. But Anyways. I know there's something different about it. But I, Another one I forgot was coming out so soon. So much fun stuff in October. Yeah, so that's Ukulele in the Impossible Layer uh, for Play... Le- yes, Layer is correct. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, October 8th. All coming out on October 11th oh are Doraemon, Story of Seasons for Switch and PC. Grid for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. And Killer Queen Black for Switch and PC. Uh, coming right after that, on October 15th, we have Children of Morta for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That sounds very like Lord of the Rings. It does. I like the sound of that. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition is coming to Switch on October 15th. That's still so crazy. And there's that no game's way that Switch. game's going to run on Switch. There's no way. I don't know. Good CD luck to Project ev- knows what they're doing. They, they're probably not the ones who ported it. That's true. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Whoever they're doing, you really they know think what they're they, doing. You really think think they can compress that game small like to from these small bits of media and stuff that i've seen about it apparently yes highly i am optimistic i'm not gonna get it for the switch yeah of course not. you already own it yeah um october 16th we have little town hero for switch on october 17th felix the reaper for playstation 4 xbox one switch pc and mac on october 17th as well we have travis strikes again no more heroes complete edition for playstation 4 and pc on the 18th lovecraft tales the whisperer in the darkness for pc uh on the 18th as well we have plants vs zombies battle for neighborville for playstation 4 x 
Xbox One and PC. Also on the 18th, Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, this one's that Ring crazy Fit new fitness so game. Fun. Yeah, okay, so this is Ring Fit Adventure totally coming for Switch. That one, I watched the video. Other than the... I'm sold. I'm already, it, it, looks I already, so yeah, it looks so fun. It looks so fun. <laughs> it looks ridiculous, but oh, yeah. it looks so fun. And I'm a sucker for those like Wii Fit type games. I love that kind of stuff. But it looks like you could potentially get a fairly good workout, especially with like the, the running and the Wii jogging Fit? and stuff. You got a great workout on that. How dare you slander Wii Fit? Oh, I wasn't slandering. Okay. I'm just saying with the new one, it looks like you'll still get that same level. But actually, yeah. no, I never really did play much Wii Fit really well, at all. So. you missed out. I did. Loser. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 for PlayStation 4 on October 22. Also on the 22nd, we have WWE 2K20, another sports game that undoubtedly follows the trend of being an updated scam to get your money. Don't buy it, people. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC comes out October 25th. Also on the 25th, Medieval, like spelled medieval, but Medieval Mm -hmm. uh, for PlayStation 4. uh, That's October 25th. The Outer Worlds for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC also comes out on the 25th. After Party is almost closing us out here. So After Party comes out for PlayStation 4 and PC on October 29th. Also on the 29th, we have Harvest Moon Mad Dash for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD comes out on the 29th as well for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And at the very end of the month... Luigi's Mansion 3 comes out for the Switch on October 31, exactly as it should. That's a good launch day release. Good day for a spooky game. And Moons of Madness, which sounds like another spooky title uh, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, also on the 31st. Nice. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the list. October is a chock-full month of some really fun-sounding games, it looks like. I did think, though, you know, I'm pretty excited about that Modern Warfare. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. Although I could not, after playing the beta, the beta came out last weekend, and I played a bunch of it with my buddy, and it felt so good. Like, it just felt like old, like classic Call of Duty that I remember, now without all the crazy BS of these specialists that have been in Black Ops 4 and Black Ops 3 and stuff like that. So it's a good return to form. But I was still could not figure out which platform I wanted to get it on because now they have crossplay and you can play with anybody. So it's like, ooh. But my buddy, my main buddy who I'd be playing with has it on Xbox. And I was like, but PlayStation is where I'm going to get all those trophies and everything, which I normally get Does trophies. Does Xbox not have trophies? They do, but I, I mean, they have the, the uh, achievements. achievements, right? But I've been getting, I have the majority of my trophies and stuff on PS4. And so that's why I'd kind of like to keep that going. But. Because Activision can't do anything without a slight scandal or scandal of any kind. Has there already been a scandal? Yes. Oh my god, really? I can't wait. Scandal I love... might be a strong word, but Wait, still. let me go get my tea. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they uh, basically they announced that there's one of the side modes of Modern Warfare is Special Ops, which is just these really intense, very, uh, they can be played co-op or solo, these very intense, quick missions that you can run for like either time and to run up different points and you have all these different objective- objectives that you can account, that you can achieve. So it's basically <laughs> just challenge mode. Yeah, basically. And with it, but the whole, all games, all versions are getting that. But they announced that this, within this last week, that or when they announced the trailer during Sony's State of Play on September 24th, they showed off a new trailer for the game, and they announced there that the PS4 is going to be getting a special mode within a mode of Spec Ops called Survival, a survival mode, basically, in there, that Xbox and PC will not be able to get, because PS4 will have exclusivity on this, for a year. 
Why? But now remember, and this is what got everybody pissed off, which why for a whole year that didn't work with Laura, with the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like nobody and cared. just for one mode? And just for one mode within a mode. But what's got everybody mad is that Call of Duty is an annual game. By the time exclusivity is up, everybody's going to move on. Yeah. So like PS4 players get this free mode basically that nobody else gets, which is really dumb. That so, is really dumb. I can't bring myself to, to boy got the game completely because I'm too excited for it. God, it's, you're such a shit It's boy. too much of my you're nostalgia. It's too boy. much of my nostalgia because of how much I love the oh original. Oh my God. And this so, is why they keep taking advantage of you. No, but... I'm buying it on Xbox, not PS4. Okay, see, that's at least a good stance to take, yes. I guess. But still, that's such a... St- it's that, a weird move. It's like, it's like, what is it going to hurt? I mean, what could Sony have possibly paid well, to but warrant the big thing, getting their own special mode within a mode? But the one thing that the, the more th- I have no idea and why this continues to happen, even though it makes no sense with the game being cross-platform. And I really didn't mean to take up this much time on this, but here we are. But the game is cross-platform. Everybody can play it. They've already said there are going to be no paid DLC. Everything that comes out post, you know, there will be, I'm assuming, still cosmetic items that you have to that you can buy and all that shit. But still, there's not there's not going to be like map packs, DLC, all that stuff is going to be free because they said in the multiplayer reveal live stream, the developers on the stage said to for the, the recent releases, there have been too many. There's been too many of the player base basically being divided with, you know, you'll be playing half the people have the new maps, the other half doesn't. So it just creates this disjointed community. And they're like, we want to bring that all together with this game and bring it all back together. That's why there's the crossplay. That's why everything's going to be free. But then they still turn around and do this. That's it's so, dumb. I I just can't even understand like how this could be seen as profitable from Sony's perspective, right? Because that doesn't sound like a draw to me at all. No, because uh, of course like, I'm not a fan of Call of Duty, so none right. of it sounds like a draw to me. But still, but still, for it's like to be this one little tiny mode that PS4 players are going to get, and that's the hill you're going to stand on and die on, apparently because. People, it made everybody mad. So we'll see. Of course it did Who because it's it? a really stupid yeah. idea. Oh, I yeah. totally get it. Uh, as soon as that news came out, I was like, "Well, okay, that solved it for me. I'm getting it on Xbox." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're moving on to another exciting bit. Yeah, you have had a lot of like news going on lately, bro. <sighs> I know. I've been. It's been a good week. I'm actually behind on a little bit of it on the new stuff with Star Wars Fallen Je- Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I wanted to. They had like a new trailer, and I wanted to do a big video on that too. Have not had the time. Probably not going to have. The I time. don't know why, but when you said it wrong the first way like jedi fallen something something yeah uh, i immediately got like the mental image of like a star wars game that's only about skydiving and i was like how fun would that be it'd be, be like it'd be a great vr one and it could be it like be beat saber gr- yeah where you're like flying around i don't even want you stuff. to have objectives i just want you to be like r- i want you to be really old <laughs> obi-wan kenobi like right before he kicked the bucket yeah. and just like have him go out in style i'd play <laughs> it it's a star wars game i'd play the it of course ideal way to play <laughs> <laughs> but the big news, though, when we finally got everybody all excited and all together, is on the same state of play from September 24th, we finally got a new trailer for The Last of Us. Two. Two. Thank you. The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> the one coming out in 2010, like you said oh on Twitter? Oh, my God. I, was, I kicked myself so bad. Hey, they showed the release date. February 21st. 2020, I, in my excitement, immediately went to Twitter to tweet that out and to express my excitement, but I said 2010. You sure and did. Logan was right there to be like, oh, that's weird. And although you can de- you can always delete a tweet and repost it, but you can't edit tweets. So and I, I was need like, to live in my shame for a little while. So. 
as it Anyways. is. But no, they allow, they finally gave us the release date for The Last of Us Part 2. They gave us a new trailer, a little bit more, uh, a little showed off a little bit of gameplay or some like action and everything in the trailer. The trailer was very intense, very hype. You can actually go watch. I did make a reaction video for that. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash teamchatpodcast, where you can watch my reactions to it all. Got very excited for very different things. But the big thing also, too, is that it showed Joel, which we I hadn't actually that. really seen yet. So, you know, he's there was a lot. Good. He is looking good. <laughs> and so he's, there's a lot of speculation about is Joel dead? Is Joel, are you, will you only see Joel in flashbacks? Will there be, you know, why have we not seen Joel yet, basically? And so that was finally put to rest that he will be in the game in some capacity. There was also a big mystery because it looks like from the trailer that Ellie's a potential new, oh, no, no, definitely. She's just, Dina from the, from the uh, E3 2018. Uh, trailer that they showed where they had that is that it kiss. Dina or is it Dinah because in my childhood no, song be. someone's in the kitchen with Dinah it, it's now Dinah. you've got me confused I'm gonna say Dinah okay we'll just go with it you yeah. can say Dina I don't care <laughs> but anyway so it shows in this trailer that it looks like she might be getting killed <gasps> which might be what propels Ellie forward in her journey oh, of revenge no. and murderous rage that unfortunately fits really squarely into the kill your gaze trope. But, which is true, and I have seen, I have seen that, and I, under, and I do understand that, which, if they go that way, but I'm not convinced that that's the way oh, it's going. Do you think she might live? I think, do you think she's the secret bad villain in the end? No. Oh. I think there are three potentials. This is a little bit of hypothesizing. I think the three the three Can we people, say conspiralizing? Sure. That's not the we're word for it. We're doing it anyways. But I think there are three potential people that this is that this is uh that could be getting killed. Yes, Dina, Dinah. Dinah. I'm going to say Dinah. Uh, it does remind one of dinosaurs, which is like a double. It's so pleasant. That's true. That's true. So, it's either her or it's Joel or it's Joel's brother Tommy. Joel's a brother? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, a, you've told me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah he's I in know. the first game. Yes. He's a, he plays a big role in all that what? stuff. And he's and he's in the trailer as well. And the how it's the chronolo- chronology of the trailer plays out, it does look like it's Dina. Dina. It's Dina. Now I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> what have you done to me? But, Did you, like, put in parentheses the pronunciation? Like, no, D- I didn't, like a fool. <laughs> But anyway, so I feel so I feel like it could be either one of those three, and they're just leading you on with it potentially being Ellie's. So it wasn't love. like a hard. I actually didn't watch the trailer. I'm what? not gonna lie, I didn't That's watch funny. it. <laughs> you know, I have no stake in The Last of Us, unfortunately. So should, it, was it basically like one of those cutaway shots where like you hear a gunshot, but you don't it see leads who up gets killed, where it looks like Ellie's looking for her. She's oh. calling her name out in this snowstorm. She's going to these buildings and hunting for her. Then she goes into the doorway. Somebody at, at, grabs her when she goes to this doorway, throws her to the ground, and then the next frame you see, cut, you know, cuts to black. Next frame you see is Ellie on the ground, beaten and bloodied, and she's like saying, like, oh, please, no, please, no. Like very and then it cuts to black with a gunshot and she yells, No. Oh. So you don't know. So I'm not totally convinced it's Dina yet. So We'll have to see. Wait and see. But then, within the days after they were, they did from the day the trailer was revealed to October to September twenty sixth was outbreak day when the when the infection spread in the first game, and so that's always a big day where they release a lot of cool new goodies and stuff like that. And that in in between those two days is when they had like a big precedent where people could go and play a couple hours of the game. 
and everybody was like freaking out, having a really good time. Said it looks great. There's a ton of great new features and everything coming in, such as like Ellie's abilities and movement are way upgraded. There's new clickers or infected enemies that like it's called a shambler that like spits Ooh, acid shambler. and poison, and then when you kill it, it explodes. That's me in the morning on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shambler. <laughs> and so uh, there's going to be some new stuff. Like there are going to be enemies with guard dogs patrolling areas, and guard if you pups. so yes, you do have the ability if you so choose to kill said puppies if they have to attack you but it's also you know really it's it was talking about in the article from playstation blog where you can go read all this stuff and a breakdown of some of the new features that were shown off if you kill the guard dog's handler then you can't see it's harder to see the guard dog in like tall grass but if you kill the guard dog then obviously it alerts the handler so there's like some these like payoffs to either situation they also like really wanted to focus it and make the enemies not be so just like oh they're bad guys you know i feel nothing as I slaughter them. But, but now that one of the things that did show off is like, if you secretly snipe someone and the enemy people, like they freak out, they're like terrified showing that it's like, it's two sides of the same coin yeah. in your game. Cause you're Ellie, you're the good person in their world. You're the bad person I, kind of thing. That so it does like bring up, up a that, really funny dichotomy exactly. because like when you kill somebody in most other games, it's just, okay, cool. I mean, the enemies get alerted, but then they kind of look at their bro and then they'll like turn and go back to their regular exactly. business. And, and apparently this really one, funny. it like really sets things on high alert. People are like, you, you can hear them like grieving and, and like being like, Oh my God, do they try Danny! to like, <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do they try to like bring out the medics and like save them? I don't know that. That would they, be they didn't go next that, level. But like, it's a, apparently a very immersive world. Like okay, so I like that. It looks like a lot of really cool stuff. The big thing, though, the other like small. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And a, a is that they also announced after this trailer came out, they, it broke the next day, literally, that there will not be a multiplayer mode in Last of Us Part oh, 2. thank God. Even though there was one in Last of Us Part 1. It actually really unique and fun multiplayer mode that I actually played a little earlier today just to get my chops back up on it. But so everybody was like, wait, what? Hold up. Why? And Naughty Dog came out with like a statement ab- about it, which I think is really good uh, and just addressed it head on. Like it wasn't this quiet, like, ah, oh, we just didn't want to do it. So here's what they games do. like Last of Us don't need multiplayer. I don't think modes. they do. Either. They just don't. But but I don't think they do either. But factions is what it was called in multi- multiplayer in Last of Us Part One was so good. Like it really was a very unique, fun. Had a lot of different with it, like working in these crafting abilities. The combat is very tactical and stealthy. It's not a whole lot of running and gunning. You have to be careful. You have to play cooperatively. It's just it's a very fun mode. So people were obviously upset by this. Naughty Dog's response was. We wanted to address the quote. We wanted to address multiplayer in The Last of Us Part Two. As we stated, the single-player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode from The Last of Us Part One, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that would be grew beyond an additional mode that would be that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Which I like that word, enormous. Describing a single-player campaign that means long, hopefully. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part Two would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as part of The Last of Us Part Two. When and where it will be realized is still to be determined, but rest assured we are as big a fan of factions as the rest of our community and are excited to share more when it's ready. So that is very interesting and leads to possible to speculation of to what that will eventually be. Will it be like more conspiralizing? I know there's a whole lot about it to, to conspiralize about here, but so it's one of those things. 
Is it going to be like a, a download that you that comes out in a couple months, kind of like Red Dead Online did? It didn't launch with it. It came, I think, a month, maybe two later after the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. And so it, maybe it's something like that. Maybe they're trying out just like a standalone, like it could be some kind of like multiplayer battle royale thing. I don't know if they're going that way, but like, you know, there's a lot of different ways it'll be going. And it's interesting to say that they're going to package it as its separate thing, I which think. is going to be interesting. Are you ready for I'm my ready for my, my conspiralize? So here's my conspiralization. Okay. <laughs> it's a really fun word to say. <laughs> um, it's going to actually be a semi-flashback version of the game. Okay. Where it's right after The Last of Us 1 ends and before Last of Us 2 begins where Joel and Ellie are still together and they have to go to like an old bombed out mall to go clothing shopping for Ellie because oh. she's going through puberty. There you go. That's my conspiralization. So what will be the multiplayer aspect of it? Just co-op shopping? Yes. Because one of you obviously has to go to the dress department. Mm -hmm. And the other one of you has to go to the trainer bra department. So, But it could also, though, be building off your idea. Which I think is totally plausible. It is. And it's it's very happen. plausible. I think it so, is, too. <laughs> while Ellie's shopping, you as Joel have to set traps. Defend, it's like a survival game. <laughs> You're ruining my version of the game. No, I'm not <laughs> thinking of that. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot to think about. And that's exciting to see. It'll be very exciting to see what that eventually turns into. So, But we have a release date. We've seen more gameplay. At this point, though, I think like they released more videos, more like behind the scenes stuff on it on Outbreak Day and everything. But I think at this point, you're ready to I'm stop watching. Like Good. I know the game's coming out in a few months. I can be patient. I have three, four trailers I can watch if I get if I get nostalgic and need that little bit of hype to rebuild. You don't need that. I don't need the hype though. I'm it. just excited as all hell. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, last with part two looks outstanding. I am beyond excited to get to play this game february 21st 2020 mark it on your calendars pre-order like i did collector's edition i could have gone for the Ellie edition it includes but a frisbee <laughs> that was, yeah that's a joke on our on our uh, on our discord one of our one of our members on there he's like i'm not gonna lie in the picture of the Ellie edition it comes with like a small blue vinyl of part of the soundtrack and he's like not gonna lie i thought that was a frisbee i would have preferred a frisbee i'm not gonna lie we're gonna switch gears over to Mogan, because she's going to give us her first impressions on a wonderfully lighthearted, far and away, polar oh, opposites. Polar opposites. Of The Last of Us of and the Last of Us Part 2. And Call of Duty and exactly. all the rest. You know, it's been a little di down and dark with those games. Brighten our days. We're going to brighten not only up our... We're going to brighten up not only our days, but our very hearts themselves. So I'm going to be giving first impressions of Link's Awakening for the Switch. Ah. So, of course, I got this game. Oh, I didn't get it on release day. What? You want to hear a fun story? I think... Did we record... No, I was we somewhere else. a day before. We did. Two days before. So the, it came out last week on Friday, and I went to the store after happy hour with my friends to go pick it up and they didn't have it they were oh, actually no. out of the physical copies which store did you go to i, I went to i think walmart oh because they had it for ten dollars cheaper than they had it at best buy just on release my day god. and i was like oh my god that's actually that's like, why it sold out ten and yeah that was exactly why it sold out and then on my way out in my terrible disappointment i was getting my phone out of my bag to look up other places that had it dropped my phone oh, no. as I was attempting to take it out of my bag. And like, it's not terrible, but I definitely like shattered the back of it oh, a little no. bit. At least it was the back. It's not enough to cut me. And it's the, 
back. So as soon as I actually suck it up and get a real protective case, which I really need to do. Hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight's 2020. Should have done that. (laughs) I was so dispirited that I was like, never mind. I'm just going to go home. I'm too sad about this. So I went home and the next day I went out and got it and was able to play all day. So I won't say that I think I've gotten terribly far. I've unlocked maybe five to six of what I would consider to be like the beginning areas, because it is important to note that Link's Awakening is very much a true callback to it's the link between worlds treatment. It's basically an updated version, slightly remade and remade and remastered of a very old game. In the case of a link between worlds, it was basically a remaster of a link to the past. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Link's Awakening, hard remaster, that's exactly what it is. So in terms of what you should expect, if you've only been playing more recent Legend of Zelda games, or if you've never played a Zelda game at all, this one definitely follows the older formula, which was much more formulaic and much more linear. So I do want to stress that, you know, if you're coming off of the Breath of the Wild experience, or even to a certain extent, just the other games like Skyward Sword and um, what's that other one that I've really like i like uh phantom, phantom hourglass, hourglass yeah, or, Ma- many uh, people don't but i do <laughs> the one you like? i mean even wind waker all of those are much more open world um and more expansive and have a little bit more wiggle room with where you can go and when to a certain extent uh with Link's awakening that is very much not the case and i have no problem with that but some people that aren't used to that or for whom you don't have that nostalgic aspect you might really not like that mm-hmm. because basically the old back in Day, the old, old, old Zelda games, you had to basically get to a new area, realize you need to be able to get to a place that you can't get to yet. In order to get to that place, you have to obtain an item, mm. which allows you to complete some sort of puzzle or challenge or dungeon, which gets you, in many cases, the key or some sort of special treasure that you needed to be able to get through that location. So in that um, aspect... It is often difficult and frequently impossible to move on to the next area of the map if you don't already have the item that you need to get over there. Perfect example of that, I'll kind of give you a a mental illustration, is let's say that you want to... (laughs) This is actually something that I had forgotten. And I was like, oh my god, is this real? Was this how it was? In Link's Awakening, and I guess it must have been the same in the original one, but in Link's Awakening, the remaster at least, and keep in mind, I played Link's Awakening literally when I was under the age of 10. Mm -hmm. There could be a lot that I am remembering incorrectly or that I don't remember at all. Right. Uh, But in the case of the remaster, when you start... You don't immediately have a sword, of course, because you've washed up on a desert island. You Your boat went down over stormy seas. So you wash up on shore. A young girl finds you. She's got like beautiful red hair and a pretty blue dress. And you wake up in this house of theirs. And Link kind of, he doesn't speak, of course. But the girl, Marin, is like, who's Zelda? I'm not Zelda. You must be confused. Because she kind of looks and acts like Zelda. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, but she's not. Whatever. And they're like, welcome to our island or whatever. If you want to leave you're going to have to wake up this thing called the windfish. And it's basically a gigantic pink Yoshi egg at the top of a mountain. Okay. And oh, you're like... On, on, the, on, the, on the game art, 
and everything. The box art. Sorry. Yes, the game art. I was like, the what? <laughs> it's the in the game art. art yes, it is the in the game art. art. <laughs> so you have to wake up this thing called the windfish, and you're like, okay, confusing, but whatever. So you leave Marin and Taryn's house. That's uh, Marin and her father, and you don't have any of your stuff. You don't even have. You do get your shield. Um, mm-hmm. Taryn found your shield, and he was like, "How do we know your name? It's written on the back of your shield." So he gives you your shield back, and they basically just let you loose. So you're meant to go to the beach first to recover your sword. And once you do, to my great surprise, um, you are not able to slash through pots. Really? Right? How are you going to find those rupees? Well, you have to pick them up and throw them to break them. And you actually can't, like even damage small bushes of grass without your, like, then sword. how are they going to keep their lawns nicely manicured? So, I know. I was like, wow, do these people not want me to make their town look really nice? Get rid of all these but excess the pots, po- cut the down pots the tall thing weeds. blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't chop them up to get the rupees out of Could them? Could you do that in the Game Boy version? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't remember. So it was ago. so long ago. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but in every Zelda game since, you've been able to chop the pots. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is horse apples. <laughs> Koji Kondo. It's just, just, it's, just, it's just staying true to the original vision. It is. I'm sure it is. And the thing that blew my mind even further than that, not only can you not slash them with your sword... OG Link, like the old, 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 old pink-haired Link, was actually too weak to even pick up things like heavy clay pots. So until you get a thing called the power bracelets, you can't even pick them up. You have to get an item which makes you stronger to be able to pick up the pots and smash them. And I was like, this is madness. <laughs> but it must have been what the old game was like. So I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. Whatever. Uh, but to kind of backtrack a little bit and talk more about, uh, that was just a tangent for the pots because I was so outraged right, about it. Right. <laughs> With due cause. In general, I will say that my initial impressions of the game are very good. So when you first boot up the game, it goes through its opening sequence. The animation style that they used for the opening sequence is so pretty. It's like, beautiful hand-drawn 2d animation art it looks so good i would happily pay many dollars for a full movie link could even not talk it could be like wally but in that style and with link right i would happily pay for that but then when the game actually boots up and it's the uh link's awakening style which is that very top-down kind of toy-esque style mm-hmm. it's beautiful that's the really having not played the it original really good look it looks that's the number one thing that is attracting me to this game. i mean that's the same view and the same general style that you had from the old games but of course the old games had a super flat plane right like it was top down in that respect but it's not like you could really kind of see behind anything mm-hmm. there was no 3d aspect to it uh in Link's awakening for the switch now everything does actually have dimension even though it is most it, mostly a uh two two this is air quotes here like mm-hmm. a 2d top-down game so you feel like you have a lot more depth than you very much do and the colors are just phenomenal it is a beautiful world hyper saturated colors really nice rounded corners on everything yeah. the houses all look really adorable everything is just like really cute the monsters all look and behave really adorably the octoroks look so shiny they're very shiny i'm like i want to touch you and they're like no get away from me we will hurt you and i'm like <laughs> No, I want to be your friend. And all of the character models look just adorable. Everything looks really good. And not only does it look good, it sounds 
phenomenal. Nice. So nice. the old soundtrack, of course, is the whole idea of Link's Awakening is that you have to wake up the windfish. Where how how are you gonna wake him up? You have to collect, you know, some games you're collecting pieces of the Triforce, sometimes you're doing other weird crap, whatever. In this game, you it really has nothing to do with the Triforce. You're just trying to get off this island. And to do that, you have to wake up the windfish by playing him an orchestra. Uh-huh. And to play him his orchestra, you have to find all eight of like the sacred instruments. And there'll be things like a French horn that kind of looks like a conch shell Hmm. or this fancy cello. And in the old game, you know, it was all that very uh, pixelated sound because that's all they had. They they only had like the very electronic pixelated sounds. In the new version, it's a full orchestra. Like they got the full orchestra to do the entire soundtrack. So it sounds just bonkers amazing. And of course, every time you pick up one of the new weapon weapons, one of the new instruments... Um, it'll play you like a real quick uh, snippet of song mm. on its particular sound. So now it's that much more impactful to like pick up the half moon cello. That's what it's called. When you pick up the half moon cello, you like hold it up like old style Link. And he's like, look what I got. And you're like, good for you, little buddy. And then like the half moon cello kind of goes. Bow, bow, bow. And it like plays you a little bit of its song, but in an actual real cello sound. Nice. And it sounds so good. And the, I think it might be called like the seashell horn or something. It's clearly a French horn. And I just love the French horn. So when it plays, you're like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I know from the old game, and I can't even imagine what it's going to sound like now when that final orchestra plays of all of the instruments together. It's got to be good. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be amazing. I've been trying to find an instrumental version of the Ballad of the Windfish um, on YouTube, and it is not working out for me. So far, I cannot find any like clean renditions of it. You should it, wait so. then. I know. I'm just going to have to and wait. And just wait and, and experience it in the game. It'll I be mean, that much more powerful. Obviously, yes. But still, I'm just like, oh, man, this is not what I was hoping for. Yeah. But anyways, so the soundtrack is beautiful. And that doesn't just apply to, of course, the main eight instruments. It's every track that plays from the Sacred Woods to the swamp to the plains they all sound really really good uh the combat is of course very classic legend of zelda combat hit b to swing your sword hit stuff it dies if it's strong stuff more hits if it's weak stuff one hit a couple of new features that they added that i am almost certain like 99.99 percent certain Mm -hmm. weren't in the old game are sometimes now when you kill an enemy it will drop like this little triangular shard and depending on what it is it's either like a fire shard or something or an acorn shard which gives you a temporary like additional shield of defense oh, cool. or a temporary up to your offense it wears off after a little bit but like a special little track plays when you get one you either glow blue or red respectively and then of course the effect happens nice i don't really find them superbly useful i think they may have just been a fun little add-on because i'm like okay this is nice but i definitely could have played this game without what appears to be this new thing Mm -hmm. uh the most important aspect of the game though is that bow wow is there Bow Wow is the only thing I care about. I have seen so Bow for wow those in, of you that images and don't videos. know what Bow Wow is, 
He is, in fact, a chain chomp, just a straight up <laughs> Mario chain chomp that somehow made his way into Koholint Island. I guess I should have said that way sooner. The deserted, deserted, the tropical island that you're on is called Koholint Island. Um, it's some sort of weird fantastical place where chain chomps exist right alongside the regular humans. They Helians, swim there. Apparently. From Mario's world. I guess they can hold their breath for a really long time. They just roll on the bottom yeah, of the ocean. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so you can uh, now. Here's something that I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong, or if I just forgot about this. But certain things about the game seem to be taking place in a different order than I remember. Hmm. Because really early on in the game, you get the Rock's Feather, and Rock's Feather enables Link to jump. Like he can normally, he can't jump at all unless in the newer games you run at a ledge and he kind of does an auto jump. In the old games, he couldn't jump at all mm-hmm. unless you had either. Rock's cape, I think that's in Manish Cap, or something like the Rock's Feather, which allows you to kind of jump in the air, do one quick little flip, and then you come right back down. Mm. It's not a huge jump, but it helps you cross gaps. You get the Rock's Feather really early in Link's Awakening for the Switch. And I was like, I'm not sure that that's when you're supposed to get it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a change or if I just am totally misremembering that. And another thing that ha- that seemed to me, and again, I could be totally wrong about this. I haven't looked up any reviews. So like I haven't seen what other people have said about it. Trying um, to keep your, your yeah, thoughts pure. This is my game. own playthrough. So uh, the other thing that happened, what I felt way too early on, was you got to take Bow Wow for a walk. Like almost immediately. Like pretty much on mission number two, you go and get Bow Wow and you get to take him on a walk and he helps you with your mission and i was like did that happen this early in the game because i really don't think so so either i'm misremembering it which is highly likely it's been decades right. since i last played this game or they changed it so i don't really care either way it's just something that i noticed and i was like am i the one who's crazy or is the game crazy uh but overall i will say that i am superbly enjoying it um Fans of the series and fans of Legend of Zelda games will almost certainly adore it as well. If you've only played Breath of the Wild or you only loved Breath of the Wild and none of the others, you will almost certainly hate Link's Awakening. Hmm. Uh, For the type of person that doesn't really like that linear play style and the really simple controls, it's probably not for you. For me, I'm getting a ton of value out of it. See, now before we started recording, you said to me that you didn't think i would be on board with this don't think you would be all these things you're telling me about it though i feel like i would be very on board for i I like the fact that i can't go to some parts of the map until i have the appropriate item it is very that is very you know i know a completely different game but breath of the wild that's part of my my i've said this before when i was playing it i was just like where do I go? What am I doing? What like there I are don't markers I go to, on your map. I know there are, <laughs> but I mean, I just mean in general. I just I get to these parts like, oh, you're on this mission. Okay, you need to go do this and like like uh, get the shock arrows for the first divine beast and everything. You need to go do that. Well, I get up there and there's this huge monster up there. You just run around him. Well, I know, and I did that, but it's just like I feel like when I get to those parts, it's still like I feel like I should. If the mission is sending me there. I should be equipped already to do it, basically, is the thought that process that I had. And, and so then when that 
isn't what happens in Breath of the Wild. I'm like, dude, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Do you know so, what I actually that, did? Knowing I'm, that that's in Link's Awakening, I'm like, oh, I'm all aboard. So no, what did you actually do? When I got to that same spot with the uh, Lionel, is mm, what you're talking Lionel, about. Yes. Yeah, I was also like, oh, shit, there's no way I can fight that thing. So I just kind of ran from tree to tree. That's what I well, do. Yeah, without him seeing yeah. it. And I actually thought that, that was really fun. But the point is, that's neither here nor there. So Link's Awakening, I will happily share my copy with you yes. so that you don't have to purchase it as soon as I'm done. Right. Yeah, and then we done. will see how you feel about it. Okay. Oh, another new thing that I almost forgot about that I know is new. There's no way this was in the old game. At certain points, especially in dungeons or if you find areas that take you underground in general, and this is really charming and cute and I actually love it as a new addition. It will go into a flat 2D side-scrolling view exactly like old Mario. Oh, that's cool. So it's still the updated graphics, but it's clearly old Mario because there are Goombas down there. And there are are green pipes and there are piranha plants down there. And it's actually really, it's so funny and weird, but it's like, this is hilarious. And it's only a few times here and there, but just when it happens, I'm like, what, how delightful. What a silly blend of worlds. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think it's really funny. And I was like, good good for you, Nintendo, spicing it up a little bit. (laughs) But overall, enjoying what you've played so far. Absolutely. So how far Uh, do you think you are? I'm probably, I would say one third. Well, you know what? That's not true. Depending on the pace at which I get the rest of the instruments, I am two instruments in. Okay. So that's either two eighths or one fourth. (laughs) I can't really do fractions. (laughs) (laughs) We'll say one fourth. Cool. Sounds good. So yeah, I mean, still, like I said, like I know it's not my typical Legend of Zelda so far has not been a series that I've spent much time in, but Link's Awakening like I said before, purely based on the arts alone, I'm like, this looks like a damn delight. It is a darn, a gosh darn delight. It's nice. fan. It's just, it's the lighthearted adventure that I needed because it's not difficult. Yeah. All of, it's a really old game. By today's standards, all of the bosses are really easy. Mm. All of the enemies are pretty easy unless you're just actively being stupid. So it's like, oh, this is nice for once. Because nice. <laughs> I'm also coming off of Celeste. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is so, so easy. Punishing. <laughs> And you're coming off of blas- blasphemous, yeah, which Anyways. has a lot of the same thing. Like what, the, when you mentioned, like you not be able to get to some areas until you have items. Blasphemous is kind of the same way. Like I'll, there are these cherubs that you can collect throughout the throughout the game and everything, and there are some that I just know I can't get to. So I'm like, oh, put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to you later when I have the right ability to be able to get to where you are. So I mean, I do enjoy that aspect of it. It'll be nicer though because the enemies are going to be far more forgiving than they are in Blasphemous. So it'll yes. make backtracking and going to these other places a lot easier Indeed. than in Blasphemous. But they did it still also, sounds very fun. And they did also upgrade the map features in Link's Awakening for the Switch, basically uh, incorporating the same pin system that mm. they used in Breath of the Wild. Cool. Which, if you if you like see a treasure chest and you know you can't get to it and you have to come back to it later, very helpful. Right. Good, good upgrade. If you have thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2, and what your reactions to the trailer are, we would love to hear them. If you've played Link's Awakening, we want to know what you think of that, too. So send us an email at teenchatpodcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the places that you're listening. We'd love to talk about those games with you. But now, before we go, we have to do our soundtrack spotlight, which we were going to do Link's Awakening music, but we decided we're going to save that we're for when we do the it. final full conclusion review of the game. But instead, we're going to bring you a game, a song from Control that was submitted to us by one of our patrons on our Discord, and it is 
He says, Control is one of the coolest set pieces I've ever played in a video game, and this song is blasting in the background the entire time. By the way, the old, the old Gods of Asgard is a fictional band that is featured in Remedy's games, most notably Alan Wake and now Control. I love it when like studios do stuff like That's that. That's pretty like, cool. Make like, their it's own a fun fake extra step. It's so extra. Yeah, I love it. It's great. But so the game is Take Control by the Old Gods of Asgard. So enjoy this. We're, we're sending you out with a headbanger, literally. So literally it's, it's some it's some fun heavy metal we listened to it before we started recording it's a great track and we hope you enjoy it as well again that is take control by the old gods of asgard from control but until next time well i guess technically extra life until extra until life. extra life uh we will which again so we're going on hiatus for october you might still hear from us. I'm not going to say you won't. You might still hear th- hear from us with some little drops of fun in between in between now and extra life. I don't like the words drops. Drops of fun. Of fun? Okay, yeah. I'll change that. I'll change <laughs> it. I'll switch it up. You might censor have that fun out. Tidbits. Any better? No. No. Okay. Anyway, we might pop up here and then throughout the month of October with some fun stuff Call for you to enjoy. Fun fetty for yeah. you all to enjoy. But we will for sure see you back on November second for our extra life twenty four hour stream. We'll be raising money to help children's hospitals so in our uh, case dell children's Del children's hospital so please come uh si- sign up if you want to take part sign up we'll be posting the links and everything for our team that you can join to help us raise even more money uh and so we'll be giving more information on that in the coming days weeks until november 2nd so it's going to be a great time we'll see you all then but until then stick around for the song yeah.